car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street. Online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. Your spare change really adds up with Radiant Credit Union Special Even Up Savings Account. That's right. Just add our special Even Up Savings Account to your Radiant Checking Account, and every qualifying debit card transaction helps grow your savings. Yeah, you'll be able to build your savings every time you swipe, insert, or tap your debit card. You can even add your Radiant Debit Card to your mobile wallet. Just imagine, buy groceries, grow your savings, buy gas. Grow your savings. Buy coffee. Grow your savings. Yes, it's just that easy. Visit RadiantCU.org for details on opening your new Even Up Savings account today and start earning more from your spare change. Your spare change really adds up with Radiant Credit Union Special Even Up Savings Account. Radiant, federally insured by the NCUA. Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better. But if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to everyday life, so they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office. Just as easy as it was to score on Florida State's football team the last few years. And speaking of scoring, all Blue Cross and Blue Shield members just got a gift to start off the new year. They heard how many people wanted to get in and see Joe and the crew at Titan MRI. They made sure to add them to their network. With offices in Gainesville and now Lake City, there's an office near you. So, it's up to you. Tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best. Titan MRI. Remember the saying, if you love something, set it free. If it doesn't come back, it was never yours to begin with. When it comes to your identity, the folks at LifeLock are calling BS. All those nights working overtime, saving up that money, paying off all the debt, and now some identity thief wants to try to set it free? It's crazy talk, right? That's why LifeLock by Norton helps monitor your information and alerts you to potential identity threats. And if you do become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based specialist will be there to help fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But when identity thieves try to take what's yours, you don't have to take it lying down. Save up to 25% off your first year. You just have to call 1-800-LIFELOCK, or you can go to the website. You can go to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. So 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK for up to 25% off. Lifelock.com. Good luck. Jeff Cardozo here. We all strive for quality in the things we do. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. So now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for the past three decades from the crew at Quality Plumbing. Now you can spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. And they've been doing it a long time. The original Quality Plumber since 1985. Quality Plumbing, their name says it all. Hey, this is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with Jeffrey Meldon. Hey, Jeffrey, I heard that you were the place to go to for Gator Athletic Ticket Contest Giveaways. That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is your hookup 
for Gator gymnastics, volleyball, softball, and baseball tickets. Go to MeldenLaw.com and enter for your chance to win. Melden Law, the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and South Florida. Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you've got to check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. Did I mention it's also tax-free weekend in Florida? So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% offer ends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store Kohl's account for details. Let's start with everyone out there looking to catch up on some much-needed summer fun. Narrow it to all those summer fun seekers who got caught without sunscreen. Oh, for you, Walgreens now offers delivery in as little as one hour. From sunscreen to bug spray to snacks and toys, Walgreens makes it easy to get the essentials you need quickly so you can keep your summer going. Right now, buy one sun care item from brands like Banana Boat. Get one 50% off of equal or lesser price. Valid through 94. Restrictions apply. See Walgreens.com for details. Well, it's about time for the Gators to take the football field and finally time to get that Gator gear on again. Now, you've probably got the shirts, the tanks, the tees, and the hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But one visit to Oaks Jewelry will get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry, the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch. All the compliments you're going to get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. Proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is a one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. So check them out online at oaksjewelry.com, or you can find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. So a friend told me about Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, and his exact words were, it changed my life. I used to spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to remove tomato sauce from inside our microwave and soap scum off the bathtub. It's like seriously magic and my secret weapon for cleaning the kitchen, bathroom, doors and walls and even keeping my sneakers clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Greatest invention ever. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. The unicorn of cleaning. I absolutely love my dog, but the constant shedding, not so much. But then I got a Swiffer Sweeper pet kit and it is amazing. These super thick cloths pick up a crazy amount of hair. Just look at all that. And that was from just one swipe. And the best part? Sweepers so much easier to maneuver than a broom or a vacuum, easily getting around chairs and under the couch. You're right. Now I can focus on you, not your shedding. Swiffer Sweeper Pet Kit. Because shed happens. Hey, Gator Nation. It's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville's home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs. Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I want some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything 
on the store. So come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, mealypops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com. And we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday, located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation. And as always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. This is an audio demo of the new Sonic app. Just look at that menu. Here are some of the Sonic classics clearly. I'll customize my tots by adding those. Gotta get the ocean water. What is that color? An ocean blue? See that? Drinks and slushes are always half price in the app. And this is how you do the contactless payment. Will you look at that? I guess you can't. But you can when you order in the Sonic app. Limited time offer. Exclusion supply. See app for details. Mobile ordering available at select locations. Hey, this is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with Jeffrey Meldon. Hey, Jeffrey, I heard that you were the place to go to for Gator Athletic Ticket Contest Giveaways. That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is your hookup for Gator gymnastics, volleyball, softball, and baseball tickets. Go to MeldonLaw.com and enter for your chance to win. Meldon Law, the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and South Florida. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, welcome in. A little bit of a late start. We apologize for that. We were going to do the show from the golf course today, but there was a piece of equipment missing. So we hightailed it over here to uh, the lovely studios. Julie drives fast. (laughs) Gets after it. You know all the back roads uh, between here and there. Uh, That that was pretty good. I mean, so you made it in about 13 minutes? Yeah, 12 minutes. Yeah, pretty good. I know the back roads. You know the back door. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to show you the front door in a minute. But uh, So anyway, today, SEC, uh, not SEC, but Florida's Media Day. We, they had that over there. I was there. Uh, it was interesting to see who wore masks and who didn't. Um, some of the media members chose not to wear them. Were they encouraged? They were was... encouraged, yes, but they weren't forced. The interesting thing was the... Nobody, because everybody's vaccinated on the staff, basically. Nobody in the staff wore Dan Mullen didn't wear them. None of the players wore them. But I wore mine. I just, you know, if I'm, I, I wanted to get in preparation for this weekend where I'm going to be over in Pensacola and Panama City, Destin, um, speaking to the Gator Clubs and probably going to wear a mask a lot of the time over there. 
Does anybody just like stroll in off the beach to listen to your speech, like in a speedo or a bikini? It's, no, it's not that. Well, one the first speech is at a church, so okay. I would say no. So probably not. The second one you probably could. It's at Harry T's, which is a great bar up there. And then the third one is at the Seville downtown in Pensacola, which is not near the beach. No, okay. It's nice, though. I'm looking forward to it. I might do that, just drive up there, put on a little disguise, stroll in there in a Speedo on that second day. Good luck with that. To that bar. Yeah. Well, there, it, I don't think they'll let you in you if don't? you don't have the money. It's pretty it, pricey. It's, it's very pricey. It's a hot ticket to hear you talk. I, it was funny. Because I, I saw that they were announcing my speech tomorrow night or Saturday night in Panama City, and I saw Amy Moody say, "That's where I'm going to be. That'll be great." And I saw it'll be great to see Steve Spurrier's daughter and Stephen Jerry's daughter. Uh, looking forward to seeing a lot of people, you know. Uh, so that'll be a fun part. So today, anyway, uh, I will say this: I, I don't know how good this team is going to be. I've, I've said over and over, I think it's going to be better then the so-called experts think, but it doesn't mean it's going to be a great team. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, they are they the players that they brought were just built. I mean, they, they have been working hard on the weights. Justin Shorter could be a tight end. He's gotten to be so big and strong. He's, his arms are ridiculous. For, for those that have never seen Justin Shorter, when you like, there, there's only two guys that I ever remember looking at the first time I ever saw him to like talk to him, and I thought to myself like, "Holy sh, bad word!" <laughs> and Justin Shorter is one, and the other was Cam Newton. Like when I first saw Cam, I was like, "Is is that like a just an undersized offensive lineman?" Yeah. Like that's how big he, he was. He kind of looks like. Like I didn't think that he was a quarterback, or you just you don't put yeah. kind of two and two together. He kind of looks like Cam Newton's body type. And I the mean, same, he's... yeah, the same for Shorter. Like Shorter is not short, six five, and he's certainly jacked. He's yeah. a big dude. And uh, also, uh, Jeremiah Moon was there. Of course, Jeremiah missed the back half of the season. He broke his foot in the Georgia game. I asked him. I went down the elevator with him. I, nobody ever reported, I don't think, what the injury was, but he broke his foot in the Georgia game. And But he talked about it, too. I mean, th- look, I asked these guys the hard question, which is, were you embarrassed by last year's defensive performance? And, you know, they said, look, we had the players. We just didn't put it together, and that's our fault. And I think that they will have a different mission. And, again, when you have a year when you're not dealing with um, – I mean, you've had a spring practice, and you're going to be able to do more hitting and more tackling. You know, Mullen said today, look, we hit. We just didn't tackle and during the week of practices the leading up to games. Mm-hmm. They they just didn't tackle because they were you know you worry about twisting a guy and getting guys out because that was the problem you couldn't afford to lose players so um, I think they'll be a lot better on defense now the question is do they go from a two which is what they were last year the year before they were about an eight or a nine ninth in the country so I'd say about an eight or an eight and a half say can they go from a two to an eight and a half again can they I know they're going to go to a five. Easily. Yeah. Can they go to an eight or a nine? I don't know that it could be elite defense. We don't even know who their safeties are going to be. But even a seven would win them a good bit of games and probably most of the games. Well, that's the thing. Their their over-under is about right. But I can see see them winning more than that, and I can see them not winning that many. 
just because you know there's some tough games and they've got a and that's the other thing I thought was uh, the one of the more interesting things that I thought Dan Mullen had to say today is he knows Emory Jones has the maturity to be the quarterback of the University of Florida. He knows he has the arm talent. He knows he has the athleticism. What he doesn't know is what's going to happen when he faces uh, a play that gets off script, when he faces adversity, when he faces when it's right there in front of him, it's third and four. I I can send in a third and four play that'll work. He knows how to run it, but does he run it correctly with the pressure on and people screaming at him? And again, I've talked about this before, a majority of their tough games are on the road. Um, and they, again, they aren't brutal games. Kentucky, LSU, and Missouri, and then of course Georgia and Jacksonville. But that's what he... Mullen, listen to the Roosters in South Carolina. Oh, come on. That That's what Mullen basically was saying. Though he said, I don't know. I don't know how good Emory Jones is going to be. Mm-hmm. He might be great. He might be great in handling everything. I know he's mature enough to do it, but I still don't know until I see it happen. Well, and, and that's, I think, the point that I, I've been trying to tell a lot of people. I think you, you could see by the way that Kyle Trask was in practice that he was ready for situations. Right. Like it wasn't going to bother him. And you talked about the other day just how he never looked phased no. at whatever he was, always had the same demeanor. Whether it was really good or really bad, he was just always kind of even keel. And and that's the thing with Emory because I've seen guys be really, really good in practice. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I won't say who the who the guy was, but there was so it was my sophomore year. There was a guy who won the job of being in the starting rotation, like beating our hitters. Really good against our hitters, like dominating. Junior college guy came in, gives up eight to Mercer in like three innings in the first game, and then gave up, I think, 10 or 11 to some podunk team next the next week. And then halfway through the season, he's he quit. So like that, that's, again, I think Mullen's got a great point. There's so many guys that you don't know how they're going to handle the big stage. And I was so grateful to somebody that told me how to have the right demeanor, how to have the right mindset when you step over that white line because some guys do, some guys don't. And I think that's what's going to be fascinating about Emory. And I, we hear all the obviously we know he's athletic. We know that there's a ton of things that he can do, but he hasn't had to really be the man in three or four years. No, but I mean he's played in some on some big stages in yeah, some but big running role. a play that. They've practiced yes. just that play and say, okay, here's the play but you're going to run and go do it. That Auburn game when he came in and Trask looked like he was had been shot. shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was two series. Yeah, but it was two good series. And, and, but I, I'm, I'm not saying – That ended in field goals. I know, but I'm not saying he's – I know he's going to do it. I'm saying at least he's had a taste of it, of being in a in a situation like that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, and, and then we'll see if he can take it. I mean, he's never gone into a game going, I'm the guy. And that's what I wonder about a lot of guys in this league. You know, whether it's, um, you know, who, uh, Bryce Young at, at Alabama, whether whoever the quarterback, and I assume it'll be Joe Milton at, at Tennessee, who he has gone into it at Michigan and he failed miserably at it. Mm-hmm. Um, he may do a lot better, whether it's, you know, um, whoever ends up being the quarterback at Kentucky. Um, 
so it's not that it's kind of funny i was i was telling you when we were driving in the um i was listening to a show today and there was a guy on from pro football focus and they study all kinds of tape and they did their top 10 quarterbacks and noticeably missing was jt daniels and he said look he he was really good against Mississippi State, but there's nothing to say he's going to be a great quarterback. We have nothing on film other than one game against a bad team to say he's going to be great. They won the Cincinnati game, but he wasn't very good in that game. He was not good at USC. Okay, he was just a freshman, but he wasn't good. So there's no reason for us to say, yeah, we've looked at tape. This guy's surefire first-rounder. Instead, they looked at it and go, thought there, and the guy said it, there's way too much hype around this guy, which is what you and I have been saying all summer. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's a ton to it. No. So, uh, but again, he's got Dear King on there. I, I'm still shaky well, that, on that's him. That's dumb, too. I'm shaky on him. and I, I think he's great when he's healthy. When he was 100% healthy, he scared me as much as any quarterback in the country because I'm always rooting against Miami. And and he would do all these great things, but they also found ways to lose games. But I just don't know how good this guy is. You could say you're 100%, but you never know after an ACL. ACLs take a long time. So we'll see how good he is. And then um, I think the uh, obviously Rattler was the number one guy on there. And there was a lot of ACC guys on there. Sam Howell. Who's really good, but it, there was a great point that was made. I didn't realize this, and maybe I shouldn't have put North Carolina in my top ten. I did last week. Oh, Alex Wesley Construction top ten on the another duly noted podcast. I'm plugging him there. But the, both their great tailbacks are gone. Their receivers are pretty much gone. He's going to have to do some things. He's going to have to lift up the people around him. I don't know. I don't know if he's that if he's that good. Well, so we'll see. I can't wait. I can't wait for it to start. So JT Daniels as a freshman, 11 games through 14 touchdowns and 10 picks. Look at his completion percentage. It was 60%. I think it was under 60, wasn't it? 59.5. Yeah, that's under 60. But you round up. No, but I don't round anything up. But, he, and, but, but you should be oh well over but 60. Georgia, 67%. In the four games he played, 10 touchdowns. Bad teams. In the four games against bad teams. Average 10 yards a pass. He may end up being great. He was great Just in the Mississippi State game. And, and we'll see. But, you know, we'll see. They don't have a plethora of receivers. They've got guys that they've recruited, but they not a bunch of guys, you know, with Pickens out and Demetrius Robinson transferring to Auburn and so I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just don't – I would not go to Vegas and bet anything on Georgia. They might be the last team I would bet on the over-under because I have no idea what they're going to be. Um, Florida, I would probably – you know, I think that eight and a half is just about right. I would not bet on Alabama at 11 and a half, though. They can't lose one game? Nah. I'm telling you, this is the year Alabama goes down and goes down hard. Maybe as bad as eleven and one. <laughs> yeah. But but is A and M the only chance? Florida. Yeah. They could lose to Florida and then you you know, you're playing some good teams. Are you gotta play LSU, which hates your guts? 
if LSU, maybe Max Johnson. Like, Max Johnson, to me, was no big thing last year. Yes, he won the Florida game. He won the Florida game because of a penalty. Otherwise, they lose that game. Um, and he was good in that game, and you, you play with a lot of adrenaline in that game, and then they were okay and they when they beat Ole Miss, but that's it. That's, it. that's the list. Uh, I'm not sure how good he's going to be, but if he turns out to be somebody special with the talent they have around him, I, I could see LSU beat him. He could be another Kyle Trask. Never know. Guy that knows what he's doing. All right, let's get uh, Larry's call in here. Larry, welcome to the tailgate. Hey, guys. What's going on today? Living the dream. Get to hang out with Dooley. I hear it. This morning on, um, oh, what the hell, or excuse me, what the heck, uh, Danny Cannell's show in the morning, they had Pollock on, you know, and even he said, you know, he wasn't buying the JT Daniels hype. He said he had one great game against Mississippi State, and he said he's just an unknown because they were pressing him. You know, is this the year Georgia finally, you know, wins the national title? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said, you know, Daniels, besides that one game, you really don't know. But uh, as far as the Gators, you know, this year I know everybody's talking about the feature is going to be the running back and Emory Jones, you know, his running ability. On our receivers, what do you guys think about – I know we lost, a, you know, a lot of good receivers and the tight end and stuff, but with everything coming back, do you, how would you rate these guys? I mean, I, to me, they seem pretty capable of having a good year. And, you know, if our defense can just be a typical Florida defense, I mean, last year – it was just a bad year, but if they can be the typical Florida defense, you know, I see at least nine or ten wins. I'm hoping ten, but uh, I'll take your guys' comments off the air and go Gators. All right, thank you, Larry. Yeah, no, I think that I think the defense will be good. I I don't know if it'll be great. That's like when we talk about defenses for Florida in the past, and even like two years ago. They were ninth in the country in total defense, and they made a lot of sacks. I think they led the SEC in sacks. Last year they were good at sacking the quarterback, but there were also plays. And Mullen talked about that today. It was pretty interesting. There were some interesting things he had to say. Uh, And by the way, going back to the running back thing, Mullen said today we're going to do some two backs. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. And he said we really haven't done much of that. Um, But – you know, he was talking about the, and he said this before. He's talked about it. He talked about it in media days. He talked about it towards the end of the season. The defense wasn't as bad as everybody says it was, and I I disagree with him on that because you gave up the most points per game in the history of Florida football. You gave up the most first downs in the history of Florida football. Now you did play a ten game SEC schedule, which was not easy, but you still did all those things. But he was just saying how. It was hard to fix because it was never one thing. It was always something different, and we would fix that problem, and then another one would pop up. It's almost like uh, plugging, you know, putting your finger in the in the hole of the dike, you know, and and then another one springs up, and you got to try to fix fix that one. Now the question you have is, why is it going to be different this year? And you would hope because they have had more time. You know, they know they're playing football rather than, I mean, at this time last year, we didn't know what their schedule looked like. Think about it. I know. 
Now, they know what their schedule looks like this year, unless they decide to let Texas and Oklahoma in early. I think. But, no, I, I, I remember it was sitting at my house when we were doing the show because of COVID, mm-hmm. and we were watching on the TV, and that's when the schedule came out, and I, I said, oh, shh bad word again texas a&m like you just you felt like that was yeah kind of gonna Especially be the game there. changer of that schedule and it ended up being it but but again it was just it was a i was worried about, I, just to go i was worried about the old miss opener because it's kiffin's first game yeah. he could kind of throw the yeah, kid I in get too worried on that but yeah well they i mean it was, and they scored a lot of points it, they did good <laughs> but then i'm, I'm sitting i was sitting in this exact same chair Watching the Texas A&M game because we were doing the game broadcast right, from in here, right. and Mick and Lee are out there, and and when he fumbled that ball, Malik, I just I looked over at Tate and I was like, "Holy crap! Like that's going to change so much," and and that's exactly what happened. But and they still, you know, that's the thing. That team was good enough offensively to overcome just about anything. They were, and, and that's going back to Larry's question, Larry. That it's it's going to be interesting because. The receivers may be as good as last year's guys, and it's going to be hard because you had a first rounder and, and Tony, and you know you had some studs back there doing their thing. But they may not be as good because Trask isn't throwing them the ball. It's now Emory Jones throwing the ball, and you know Grimes is not doing his thing because he's he's no longer here, and he was a really good receiver. So I think Copeland has the ability to do good, but it's going to again be in a different way. Whittemore is very athletic and very, very good, but doesn't have Trask throwing to him. So what are they going to do now to, to get him open? How are they going to figure it out? And then is Emory going to be able to get them the ball? So they're not going to put up the same amount of yards as they did last year. One, because of the running game, and two, because they're just not having Kyle Trask back there oh, to I, throw him the ball. I think this is a good – and I and, and we've talked about this a little bit, but I, I think the perception of Florida football right now is – that what a test this is for Dan Mullen. They want to see Dan Mullen act a little more presidential this year than he did last year. And and then also, can he take, after losing two first-rounders and a second-rounder on offense, can he still have a great offense? He's not going to have, even if Kyle Trask was back, and Kadarius Tony and Kyle Pitts, if they were all back, their offense would not put up, put up the numbers they did last year. Everybody struggled defensively. Alabama couldn't play defense all year because of the missed spring, because of all the other things that went into it and players being missing because of COVID. So, um, but they would be really efficient on offense. And you would not, but I don't think he'd go into games thinking, I, we've got to outscore this team. And that was part of the reason that Florida's offense was so good is they felt like they had to outscore them because they knew they couldn't count on their defense. I think they'll be able to count more in their defense, and maybe they'll take fewer risks. Um, like that great play. Now, the, it was a great play. When he hit, hits Grimes in the back of the end zone against Georgia, great catch. It's third and one, though. If you don't make it, you're probably kicking a field goal, and that, that takes a little, a little momentum away. Who knows if you make it or not? You probably do. But that's the thing. They, they were willing to take those chances last year. Got to shoot your shot. That's what it's all about. Let's get a break. We'll come back, get uh, more phone calls. You are listening to The Tailgate with Pat and Jeff, powered by Davis Gainesville Chevrolet. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Curtis Machat. Starting off with the NFL. 
the Hall of Fame game will take place tonight as the Dallas Cowboys take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can catch live coverage of the game here at 7. In college football, it looks like Greg Sankey will continue to be SEC commissioner as he signs a contract extension through 2026. Sankey will be entering his seventh season as commissioner. Moving over to the Diamond, the Miami Marlins defeat the Mets 4-2, scoring three runs in the eighth inning. The Tampa Bay Raves have their day off today before their matchup with the Orioles tomorrow, while the Braves are on the road looking to sweep the Cardinals. I'm Curtis Michaud, and that's your Gainesville Sports Center. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Jeff Cardozo here. We all strive for quality in the things we do. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. So now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for the past three decades from the crew at Quality Plumbing. Now you can spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. And they've been doing it a long time. The original Quality Plumber since 1985. Quality Plumbing, their name says it all. Well, it's about time for the Gators to take the football field and finally time to get that Gator gear on again. Now, you've probably got the shirts, the tanks, the tees, and the hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But one visit to Oaks Jewelry will get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry, the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch. All the compliments you're going to get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. Proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is a one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. So check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or you can find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch. Lunch breaks in between the many jobs. From game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook, we're here to help. Whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game, we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete. So check them out online at adamsribco.com, but be prepared to drool when you see the menu, or better yet, stop by their dining location on 13th Street or the place that Northwest Gainesville has fallen in love with, the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. The flood watch continues through midnight, roughly from Cedar Key to Gainesville to Stark and points north toward the I-10 corridor. Several more rounds of rain are possible through the evening hours, some of it heavy. There will be a gradual decrease in the activity overnight, but it ramps up quickly again Friday morning with numerous showers and thunderstorms expected again through the midday and early afternoon hours. Some drying expected, though, by Friday night. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Jeff Hoffman. The biggest names in sports coming to your mornings. Jay Gruden, former NFL head coach. He always tells us that all these narratives about him saying he wanted the ball were built in by the media. He wrote a book, <laughs> Give Me the Damn Ball. We named plays for you. We had 72 Trojans 70, for you. We yeah. named plays after oh, you yeah. to get you the ball. I mean, <laughs> we couldn't throw you the ball. That was up the brand. 
Keyshawn, Jamewell, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. You know, the highlight of today was going to be sitting in the big ballroom at Ironwood and where the, we can see a clock. We don't have one here. Not anymore. It's but in the I, queue. I've got to watch. All right, let's uh, get some phone calls. Josh is here, so call him up, say hey, and we'll chat with you. We'll uh, talk to Austin next. Austin, what's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. Uh, glad to be back on talking to you guys. Yeah. Um, miss your voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah looking forward to another uh, great uh, data football season this year. And, um, you know, I, um, I think that I like coming into the season with us, uh, you know, uh, being a little bit under the radar, you know, not having that much pressure on the team. But uh, we can uh, prove some people wrong. And uh, I think offensively we'll – I mean, we might slack off a little bit, but I I think that Emory Jones is going to pick up pick up almost where Trask left off, and I think we'll have a better running game this year. But um, just going into the season, I was curious about what your all's concerns were for this for this team. Still, offensive line yeah. for me. I think that that's got to be the one because it's a great running game, and even if they put two guys back there, and then they have Copeland in the slot, and they're inside handing off to him and doing all these funky things. If nobody blocks for him, well. It's it's still not going to do anything. It's it's a veteran line. Hevesy knows what he's doing. I mean, I I think he's a good coach. I know a lot of people may not be a great recruiter. Yeah, <laughs> probably don't. But they've got some guys that have experience. They should understand the system, know what they're trying to do. It's probably going to be a little easier to to block for what scheme that they're going to try to run. So hopefully it works. But. Yeah, there, there's no question, Austin. For me, it's the offensive line. Yeah, and again, you know, we had Stuart Reese today, and he's slimmed down. He's when I say slimmed down, he's down to three forty-five. Yeah, but he was up to three eighty after he had two weeks of COVID isolation, and you know, eight, just eight. You know, and he's he's worked really hard at it. You know, Ethan White's weight is down still more, and and looks uh, really good. So they they've gotten these guys in shape and. Uh, trying to create and and Mullen said we are going to be more physical in the offensive line. I promise you that. So uh, that's good. Good to hear. I mean, again, it's it's all it's all talking season still, mm-hmm. but um, you know it'll be interesting. But I'm with Jeff. I, I would say offensive line, then I would say the safety position. I, I'm still wondering who's going to end up being back there. And of course, you're going to play a lot of nickel. Um, Trey Dean will probably be back there somewhere. Um, and I I don't know who else so I don't know who who you know it could be Marshall, could be um, it could be a bunch of guys that end up playing there. So we'll see if they're better there. They were bad there last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean you got Rashad Torrance, um, mm-hmm. you got McDaniel back there. So there's it's it's names that not a lot of people know about. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of young guys on defense, but I think you know we have the coaches to be able to coach them up. But um. Yeah, I would agree with you about the offensive line. Um, I, and I guess the other question, and I'll take it off the air, is 
like it seems like Florida has had trouble um, recruiting at offensive line, and um, I just was wondering, like over the past over the years, like even going back to Irvin, we had some trouble recruiting, and I was just curious about that. And thank you, guys. Enjoy the show. All right, thank you, Austin. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I they did have some really good offensive linemen. Two of the two pounces I seem to recall were pretty good. Um, there was a lot of guys through that, like end of Urban Muschamp, that like have had long NFL careers. Yeah, and offensive line wise, and uh, weren't really that good here. It's yeah, kind of weird. Um, I can't. I can see him sitting at the bar in the in Birmingham next to us. We were talking to him. Um, God, I can't think of his name now. But he's, I think he was with the Colts for a while. But anyway, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of guys. Mike, Max Garcia mm-hmm. had a long career. He was a good player. Um, the problem was Muschamp did not leave McElwain in anything. Yeah. And then that started a bad cycle where they had to kind of reach a little bit. You know, Martez Ivy, who I always thought was overrated uh, to be all SEC three years in a row in the preseason team. and just, Nothing. Yeah, it really wasn't that good. Um but yeah, they've. I don't know. I I don't blame. Uh, I never blame an assistant coach for recruiting, because you don't even know if that's his area. You know, um, you don't know the relationships that somebody else maybe did or didn't build, and it still comes down to the head coach, and that's where they've got. That's one area they've got to get better in, in recruiting. Uh, well, and, and I think though, if you're an offensive line. And, and this wasn't necessarily the case under Spurrier, but remember, all offensive linemen like to run block. Right. And Florida is not really known as that running team. So it will be this year. Yeah. So now they're you, you know you try to recruit a kid, and if you're going to an Alabama or an LSU or an Auburn or places like that where you got these physical running backs, and that's what they're going to do. Like, I mean, it's really easy to convince a guy to go there. Yeah, exactly. But and I don't think that that's the case here at Florida. So I think that's part of the issue why you can't. Yeah, and I mean they, um, you know, Spurrier. When you think about it, you know, guys like Jason Odom, sure. long NFL career, Jeff Mitchell. I mean, he recruited some some great ones, uh, Reggie Green. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, but he and he also made the most out of what he had a lot of times. You know, whether it was the year Wiley Rich had to go in at center when Jeff Mitchell got hurt and. They won the national championship with him at center. You know, guys like Ingracia and, you know, they just always, Dean Golden, they always seem to be able to make it work, you know, on the offensive line because Spurrier, A, knew the plays that would work against the defense, and B, if he had to keep a guy, and he would. But they ran the ball really well under Spurrier, too. Don't forget that. I mean, Eric Red's an all-time leading rusher. I know. And but that'll be interesting this year is to see like if that would be a good poll question. Who will lead Florida in rushing yards this year? I know I think I know your answer. What would I, it be? Damian Pierce. No. Really? It's not who I would say. It's who I would say. Okay. He looked good today. He was, he was I, I very love Damian. funny. I love he was Damian hilarious. Pierce. He's too. great. Yeah. When I when I interview him, he looks at my belly button. He's not big. He's he's a little bowling ball, but he's but dude, he's I, gotten. Strong. I love that guy. He's gotten really strong. You know my my answer is, if he can learn the plays, Lorenzo Lingard. I just don't know if he's going to be on the field enough. And that's the thing. That's I the mean, problem. They if they go to the two. Think about that. If they go to two back sets, um, 
you know, now you're going to be able to. But la- here's the thing. Let's say you go to a two-back set, right? Yeah. And your backs are Lingard and Malik Davis. And Nelson, you op- you run Davis out in motion to the slot, who's the best, one of the best receivers on the team. Mm-hmm. Now you don't, you aren't in a two back set, and your de- the defense is set up to stop a two back. So that I'm sure Mullen has thought about things like that that they're going to do. But then look at the options. If it's the other way around, if you keep both of them back there, Emery's in the shotgun. You got one to each hip. Well, which way are they going to go? Yeah, you got one run like left, one beer. right. Yeah. You, yeah, you've got also then Emery with the ability to run. Oh, and by the way, Jacob Copeland's coming in motion, and they could inside shovel it like they did Aaron Hernandez, and or or they fake play fake it and throw over throw the top it, of your head, throw it deep. So and shorter jumps, I'll, I'll jump somebody. And this is the thing that we've talked about, and you and I agree. I, I think Mullen is so smart about yeah. play calling that he'll figure out a good offense. I I don't worry at all about their offense. Do I worry that? Um, you know, the the stage could be too big for Emory Jones, as you said. We don't know the answer to that yet. Do we worry about uh, – do they have enough receivers? Yeah, I think they do, but we don't know that. But and is the offensive line good enough? But whatever it is, he'll figure out an offense, and the offense will be good. If the, if the offense – last year you would say the offense was a nine, right? And the defense was a two. Probably. That adds up to 11. Okay. You, want to, you cannot win – that's why they went eight four instead of being in the playoffs. But if their offense can be a seven and their defense can be a seven, they'll be they'll be a better team, and they, and they'll be a team that can win different ways. Yeah, because even with that, you're a fumble away from winning a And M, and you're a yeah. shoe thrown away from beating LSU. So your only loss is you could have been undefeated going to Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, right. Good point. A little different. All right, break time. We'll come back and wrap up the hour when we get back here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Tori Edwards. The Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Dallas Cowboys tonight in what is the first NFL preseason game since 2019. The annual NFL Hall of Fame game kicks off tonight in Canton, Ohio. You can catch live coverage of that matchup right here at 7.30. In Gator Sports, the 2021 Florida Fall Football Camp officially kicks off tomorrow as we are less than a month away from the start of college football season. In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays have the day off as they travel to Baltimore to face the Orioles tomorrow night. Ryan Yarbrough is set to start on the mound for the Rays in tomorrow night's matchup. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Tori Edwards. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. Well, I think we all know how hot it gets in north-central Florida. It's sometimes unbearable at times to even be outside over the summer. But for me, it was just as unbearable to be inside because my house just wouldn't cool down. 
So I knew it was finally time to do something about it. And thanks to Kirk and his team at Crystal Air, my phone call turned into a life changer. They told me my unit was as old as Pat Dooley is and the air wasn't traveling through the house correctly and it was time to get with the times. So I took advantage of 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new train unit, was also able to take advantage of some rebates from train. And even though they are train comfort specialists, which is the highest contractor rating by train, Crystal Air and Water works on all brands out there and the repair services are as fast as my fastball was back in the day and they'll be there today if you need them to come out and see what's wrong. With my new train variable speed system, System. The temperature has evened up throughout the house. There is much lower humidity, and the unit is even generator friendly if need be. So, if you need your AC unit looked at, call Crystal Air at 333-0460 because they aren't comfortable until you are. It's happening now. International Diamond Center Spectacular Summer of Savings Event. Your best jewelry buying opportunity of 2021. Now, for a limited time, you get IDC's incredible value price, plus three years zero interest financing. And IDC will even cover your first two payments. And everything's included. Rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, colored gemstones, Swiss timepieces, even GIA and Forevermark diamonds. This is truly a spectacular opportunity from the area's premier jeweler. How about a $3,000 pair of diamonds? stud earrings or anniversary band with zero interest your payment just $84 a month and your first two payments are on us or if you prefer take an incredible 25% off any wedding band purchase our best wedding band offer ever international diamond center summer of savings event our best price guarantee 36 months zero interest financing and two payments on us now for a limited time only at international diamond center at celebration point on approved credit Summer is here. Hi, this is Tom Collette from Electronics World. Are you ready to make your backyard an outdoor entertainment oasis for you, your family, and friends? Let our team at Electronics World assist you with that. We can outfit your outdoor space with Sunbright Outdoor TVs, outdoor sound systems from Yamaha, Sonance, and more, plus surveillance systems to keep an eye on everything, and smart control, too. Come visit us today at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. We are your home for Sunday Night Baseball all summer long. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. Welcome you back. Jeff and Pat here with you. Josh producing today. Call us up if you would like. 392-8255 as we talk about what Dan Mullen talked about. Though it's not much when he talks about players because he doesn't necessarily do much of that. No, he won't even tell you about... I mean, I, I think Florida's in great shape as far as testing, but he won't even give you numbers on that. He's saying we're, we're in great shape. And that would indicate that they are over the 85% yeah. threshold to not have a... Uh, not have to test during the year. So that would be good. Yeah, hopefully there'll be no forfeits. I wonder if... What if, you're, if you bet 
The over-under on Alabama, and you had it at it's at 11.5. So you bet the over, 12. But Alabama had to forfeit a game because of too many – although Alabama's at 100%. I saw that today. Nick Saban ain't messing around. Mm-mm. Get tested or get your ass home. Um, so what if they – but we'll just say Texas A&M went 12-0 and or had a chance to go 12-0, and but they had to forfeit. So now they're 11-0 and with a forfeit. You know, how does the committee look at that? You know, that'll be interesting. Because there is going to be a forfeited game, I promise you, in college. Either college or the NFL will be a forfeited game this year. One or the other. I think so. Yep. There's too many Kirk Cousins in the world. He says he's going to follow the protocols. Yeah, well, the protocols to get your vaccine. <laughs> um, I'll take I'll, – I'll bet you on that. Okay. One forfeited game is all I need now. Yeah, that's. I don't think it, that they're. It over. could be, uh, you know, in the uh, MAC. You know. Well. No, we. It's college football. That's not really college football. St. Francis of Pennsylvania forfeited their game against Westminster today. So I would. No, lose. we'll 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 keep it at FCS or NFL. How about okay. That? Or no FBS. I'm sorry. I'll t- then I'll take that. Okay. I'll take that bet. I already owe you how many beers? Twelve. Okay. Double or nothing. <laughs> That's a whole case coming my way, Josh. Be uh, good if we uh, if we fail to uh, to say it. Josh has graduated, so congratulations on that. Gets a little Gator diploma, and he's going to get a real job. So we're not going to get to have him here anymore. So Josh, yeah. we'll miss you, man. Appreciate Absolutely. all the uh, the effort and help, and well, we prefer that you done. graduate. That's, that's yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, a couple of days it will be it'll be official. Yep. Thank uh-huh. you guys. It's been fun doing it. It's been fun producing the shows for you guys. You guys are wildly entertaining. You guys are always funny every single day. So where's where is graduation going to take place? It's going to be in the, in the O'Connell Center. Is it? Yeah. Mask or encourage. Ha- mask up. So no, it's good. Good. I didn't. I didn't get the walk. Did you walk? I didn't. I could have. It was. It was <laughs> this is how old I am. It was at Alligator Alley. Wow. And um, I forgot that we were even having graduation because I didn't care. I just wanted to be out, you know. And I actually went over there to play basketball, and they were doing the ceremony. Oh, jeez. I was like, what if they call my name? And I just went up there with the basketball and, and the basketball shorts. shorts. Yeah, but they didn't. I think they were already on the R's. So yeah. But no, I wouldn't. Have, Graduating was very important to me, but going to graduation was never important. And any in high school, junior college, we were on the road, so I didn't get to walk, didn't get that opportunity. Yeah. Well, my parents weren't there anyway. Yeah. If they had been there, and maybe so we want to come see the first in our family graduate. I think maybe the only. One. <laughs> but uh, Tim didn't graduate. I don't know that he did. Oh, he might. I think he. Yeah, he's way more better looking and successful than you. Way more successful. And he didn't graduate. I think he might have graduated from Flagler College. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool to go there. Yeah, he had a good time there. And I think my sister might have graduated from North Florida. I think. This is how much I know about my own family. (laughs) It's pretty sad. Pretty sad that I don't know that. But I, 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 I. yeah, but anyway, I would have been the first. So if they'd said, this is a big deal in our family, you want to come, hey, you, you graduated, great. Yeah. Go, go get a job. Yeah, now I don't have to pay for your ass anymore. Well, I didn't pay for it before, but. Oh. Uh, that was the great thing about 
college for me was I went to St. John's, which was like a dollar. Yeah, is all they charge you. Um, but because I made we we didn't take ACTs or SATs at St. Augustine High then. I don't know why. When I think back on, it, I can't explain it. We took something called the California Placement Test, and I scored. I was a good test taker. I scored really well on it, so I got a scholarship to St. John's. Big time. So they paid for everything. Yeah. There you go. And it only lasted one semester. Is that like being in the California Penal League? It was. It only lasted one semester because uh, <laughs> you had to keep up a 3-5. No, couldn't handle happen. that. Yeah. So I wasn't good in class. And speaking of class, so when I was in school. Call me when you have no class. I went to class, and it was called the, the Florida Gym. What did they call it? Alligator Alley or the Florida Gym? It, well, Florida Gym is the official name, but it was a nickname was Alligator Alley, like the EO Dome or the yeah. House of Horrors. But yeah, but Alligator Alley is what it, they, when they would come on. Nobody when an announcer would come on the eight games that are ever ever televised from there, they would always they would never say fly. It's just from hard Florida for me gym. to picture it as a gym, knowing that it was just all well, classrooms. I can see it. I can see it yeah, in awesome. my heart, man. It was, it was. Yeah, I mean, so there were bleachers that went up, but then the north end zone was just this, like four bleachers or five bleachers. And if you were on the front row, you literally could knock the ball out of somebody's hand if wow. you wanted to. And it was tempting at times. I remember yelling at Tennessee players right in their ears, you know. Um, and, and, you know, we rushed the floor one time when Gene nice. Shy tipped in a shot to beat Alabama. Only time I was ever on a playing field when I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> That's cool. So far. That's, um, I had my ballroom dancing class. Really? In that place. There were a lot more manly things that happened during in that, that gym. I can tell you that. Than ballroom dancing? Think about this. I, I, I went to a game with Neil Walk against Pete Maravich. Yeah. And Maravich scored 52. What was the capacity of it? Like five, That's I want to say. Maybe not even that many. I, I went right around five thousand, and to, that's the way they lured Norm Sloan. Think about this: Norm Sloan won a national championship at NC State. They lured him away, and with the promise of this new, brand new arena, uh, the O Dome, and um, you know, and and so he came back, and of course they were awful for a while, and then he started cheating. And when was the O Dome <laughs> built? 80, 80 was the first season. Early 80s, okay. Yeah, so it was 19, I think it was 80, 81 would have been the first basketball season. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I think it was 80, 81 was the first season. That first starting five, I'll never forget. Ronnie Williams, mm -hmm. who was a good player. Vernon Delancey, greatest sign ever in the stands. You can't stop our VD. Um <laughs> Uh, Tim Strawbridge, uh, Mike Moses. God, I can't think of the f the other one. There was Mike Milligan, I think, was the other one. I think those are the f starting five that year. That I think they went nine and twenty-two. Hell of a squad. <laughs> Ronnie Williams is a good player. Though. He was. All right, hold another hour. We'll uh, get back to more of the uh, the football talk. And Pat just found out today the Braves are only two back. How about I'm that? stunned by that. I was watching Waking nice it night. up. They're down 3 nothing. I go, I'm done. Here we go. Back for hour two right after this.
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the, the best new cars make the best deals. used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. And why you can feel confident knowing you're getting a safe, reliable vehicle backed by a local, reputable, hands-on dealer. Visit Davis Gainesville Chevy today and shop the area's largest pre-owned selection. Nearly every make and model. And with prices starting at just $99.95, everyone must pass a rigorous 170-point inspection. Many come with remaining factory warranties. And all are backed by Davis's three-day love-it-or-bring-it-back guarantee. Even dozens of GM-certified pre-owned vehicles are available with better-than-new car warranties. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. So why pay the difference if you can't tell the difference? Get a fully inspected, like-new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street, online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. Your spare change really adds up with Radiant Credit Union Special Even Up Savings Account. That's right. Just add our special Even Up Savings Account to your Radiant Checking Account, and every qualifying debit card transaction helps grow your savings. Yeah, you'll be able to build your savings every time you swipe, insert, or tap your debit card. You can even add your Radiant Debit Card to your mobile wallet. Just imagine, buy groceries, grow your savings, buy gas, grow your savings, buy coffee, grow your savings. Yes, it's just that easy. Visit RadiantCU.org for details on opening your new Even Up Savings account today and start earning more from your spare change. Your spare change really adds up with Radiant Credit Union Special Even Up Savings Account. Radiant, federally insured by the NCUA. Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better. But if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to everyday life so they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office just as easy as it was to score on florida state's football team the last few years and speaking of scoring all blue cross and blue shield members just got a gift to start off the new year they heard how many people wanted to get in and see joe and the crew at titan mri they made sure to add them to their network with offices in gainesville and now lake city there's an office near you so it's up to you tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best titan mri Hey, this is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with Jeffrey Meldon. Jeffrey, I hear that you are the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. That's right, Jeff, and we have partnered with all the teams that wear orange and blue. Whether you're at a baseball game, a volleyball match, or a gymnastic meet, Meldon Law will be there with you. And you can go to MeldonLaw.com to sign up to win free tickets and a dinner for four, courtesy of Melden Law. Melden Law, the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and South Florida. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. 
That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. Okay. We're just watching HBC is on a fine bomb right now. Oh, don't go away from us. Talking about opening up the uh, gridiron grill. August 11th. Yep. Looking forward to it. And I know he is too. And I know Freddie is. And I know, you know, it's been a long project. And, you know, I will say this. They could have opened up with, uh, without sufficient people. Staff. Staff. And they can't open the top floor still. That won't open until September. But they've told me that they're already booked for the Friday night before the Alabama game. Don't bother even trying to get a reservation. <laughs> and that's good. That's a good sign. So hopefully it does really well because I know Steve needs the money. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do our show from there that day then. So we can yeah, they, see they, all the we people. may be told. No, we we got CBS coming. That way we can sneak you, in the uh, game day. Is going to be here. We don't need you. I mean, you're kind of a big deal. I'm not that big a deal. Well, this guy's the biggest deal we got. The Cattleman joins us to kick off hour two. What's up? Hey guys, uh, y'all weren't running sixty five and a forty coming off that golf course today, were you? It was close. It yeah. might have been like 60 and a 40. I was never scared, and I've been scared riding with Jeff before. Yes. So. <laughs> hey, guys, I got a fun football call for y'all today. Say Spurrier's on live bomb right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's having a little trouble staffing his restaurant. Is that true? Is that what's well, going every, on? every place in Gainesville is. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sounds like old Spur Dog needs to peel off a couple of those dusty hundreds and pay a little more than Biden will. Well, he's paying. I mean, yeah, they're, they're paying, paying really, really well. I, I thought about quitting to go work over there. I know they just can't find people. Hey, Pat, you've been had lunch with a million football coaches. You ever known a football coach to pick up the check? Uh, he didn't for me one time when I went to Washington uh, <laughs> to interview him, and it was me and him and and um, uh, Jamie Speronis and Steve Junior and I think and Jerry and there was a couple other people. Might have been. Might have been Noah. Was Noah on that staff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, uh, and the check came, and he grabbed it, and I went, "Holy crap!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with Spur, but, but of, course he, started of course, of course, he <laughs> looks it up up and down, and he goes, "Yeah, we'll let the Redskins pay for this." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've, uh, everything I've always heard, these coaches have alligator arms. Speaking of gators, when it comes to the check, uh, yeah, I don't eat with a lot of them. I think Urban you picked up a couple it. of checks for me. Um, Mullen actually bought me ice cream after the coach's show one day. We walked over there, and he he picked it up. So that was kind of well, nice. You stop and think about it, human nature. Hey, coach, thanks for coming in, backslapping. Thanks for being here. I guess I get pretty pretty uh, habitual pretty easy. Sure. Hey, guys, a uh, pretty easy-going football call for you all today. Um, first off, I heard one number wrong last hour, Pat. Um, I'm, I like, uh, I've relied for years on VegasInsider.com. There are a lot of places you can look on the Internet, but I think Vegas Insider is the best. And I've seen consistently the over-under regular season total on Florida is nine, not eight and a half. Well, it's eight and a half some places, so it's it's nine with that with some. Yeah, well, you others. can look around, but I haven't seen. I personally haven't seen eight and a half anywhere. Yeah, well, I've I, seen a solid. I've seen a solid nine and three. Maybe I dreamed eight, eight and a half would make a big difference. Maybe I, I dreamed. I take that no no doubt. 
I mean, if you think about it, I mean, Florida's thought to have the second best team in the East, mm-hmm. thought to lose to Georgia, Alabama, maybe drop one more, and there's your nine and three. Mm-hmm. So I just, I you know, I just wanted to. I think we all like to keep each other accurate there. I, I haven't seen eight and a half anywhere. Well, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it does, it's not true. Mm-hmm. Well, I say fact checking there, big duels, VegasInsider.com. Well, that's one one group. He saw it. He saw it at that casino that uh, Chevy Chase went to, and they were playing like <laughs> paper, rock, rock, paper, scissors, and all that stuff. Hey guys, hey guys, I want to talk about quarterback play. But last hour, y'all were talking about Florida offensive line play. This might, speaking of Spurrier, this might be a testament to how great a coach he is, was, however you want to term it. Uh, Jimmy Ray Stevens worked at Florida forever, right? Yes. Florida player too, right? Yes. Yep. Didn't tight end. Okay. Okay, what what happened to Jimmy Ray Stevens? Did he not survive the Zook transition, or did he get fired, or what happened to him? Uh, he is actually coaching in uh, Pensacola area now as a high school coach. No, no, I'm asking about what happened to him at Florida. How did his tenure at Florida end? I, I think it was a weird deal because I think he thought he would go with Spurrier to – to Washington, and he, and he wasn't asked. That's my recollection. And I think there was a little resentment because they did ask John Hunt, who was an, was the assistant line coach, to come up there. And uh, and so then I I don't remember the exact trajectory, but he ended up, ended up back in high school coaching. He coached at another college. I can't remember where, though. But uh, In fact, I may well, see re- him this weekend. Well, the reason I'm asking, Patty, is that best – that's your recollection. Spire never fired him or ran him off or anything, nope. right? Nope, absolutely not. Okay. But he well, could have he could have hired him in Washington and he didn't. Well, you might have forgotten this, Pat, but Fulmer hired Jimmy Ray Stevens. Yeah. And he was that's right. he, 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 he was he was highly regarded as do, regarded as doing an awful job here. That's when Spire was when Fulmer was his ship started sinking, but Jimmy Ray Stevens is regarded as doing a an awful job here. He's not just been cashing a check, but it's kinda y'all were talking about offensive line play and How's that work? Apparently did a good job for Spurrier, and then you don't forget how to coach, do you? No, you know, but Spurrier also was – you know, I always said that Spurrier coached the entire offense. He never just coached the quarterback. He coached the receivers. He coached the offensive line. He coached the running backs. And, I mean, he, he was, you know – but, I mean, Billy uh, – Jimmy Ray was considered to be a really good coach and a really good recruiter as well. I mean, he yeah. doesn't hey, – uh, he was Danny uh, Werfel's coach in high school. Hey, Pat, aren't some offensive line coaches thought to be better at run blocking than pass protection? It's kind of one of those type deals, too. Yeah, you know, and obviously that's where Florida's been. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a style. Um, it's I mean, I think that's why Hevesy works with Mullen. Maybe he doesn't work at a, at a different school because there's a different way that they teach how to block. Hey, guys, just one last thing uh, on SEC football here. I want to talk a little quarterback play with you more. Oh, and by the way, um, who is uh, Emory Jones' backup again? I've asked that question. Anthony Richardson. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, Pat, I got to thinking quarterback play is more important than ever. It's always been important, but it's seemingly more and more important with all these college football teams trending towards the offense. And I got to thinking about quarterback gurus in the league. And let's think about them real quick. Mike Leach, Kiffin, Mullen, um, uh I think Heupel would fall in that category. And isn't Drinkwitz an offensive guy? Yes. Yep. Um, I'm just trying to think who else. I mean, you know, Saban, Saban I think, is kind of you. Saban's whatever he guy. wants to be. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's, he's a secondary partners. coach, so that's what he's I got to get. Right, really I got to thinking, about. Pat, the last Bama quarterback that was even close to being suspect, you probably got to go all the way back to McElroy, don't you? 
suspect. He was pretty yeah. good. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, uh, the game manager, whatever term you want to use, I don't think McElroy got drafted. But, I mean, isn't that the last? Yeah, he played with the I mean, Giants. Jets. Jets, that's right. Okay. I mean, McElroy, I think they won a championship or two with him. I'm not running him down, but I think that's probably the last guy that people think about with Alabama that was just a Yeah, they, they, they changed the style after that. Who was the guy that yeah. came in after him? John Parker. No, John Parker Wilson was the one that lost to Florida. Yes. In 08. They, they missed on Blake Barnett. He bounced around everywhere, including like UCF or somewhere too, right? Yeah. They, he was a five-star dude. Is that the dude that went to Florida State? Or something? Uh, I, 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 I thought it was USAF, and he bounced around two or three places. But not, not all five stars work out. Nope. But, um, but the reason I got, Pat, is you know I love your sayings. I got one for you. Um, somebody's got to go to the Citrus Bowl. Somebody's got to go eight and four. How many quarterback gurus can can one league hold? It's kind of like one of those old westerns, you know, the saloon and all that. How many how many quarterback gurus can one league have? Well, that's the thing. I mean, we we have no idea. I mean, I, there's everybody's optimistic right now, except Vanderbilt and probably Arkansas. I think everybody thinks they're going to have a better season than they had last year, except and again, except Alabama, obviously. Um, so I think everybody's filled with optimism, but somebody's going to lose every one of these games. Every SEC game is going to have a loser. Mm-hmm. And yep. so it's just going to be interesting to see how it all goes. By the way, I did and find I, a website that has the uh, Florida over-under at 8.0. So how about that? Oh, wow, really? I want to jump on well, anyway, that. Anyway, um, l- last thought for you guys. You know, Kentucky chirps a lot this time of year, but Kentucky's quarterback play was awful last year. And um, that, Yeah, they brought in a new coordinator, and they're hoping that it's going to make a difference. Yeah. But – you know they they are always going to be good enough to win seven games and not good enough to win nine. Well, the, the pendulum will probably swing back, but you do wonder Kentucky. These Kentucky fans up this way, Pat, you wouldn't believe it. They think they're seeing teams. They think they're going ten and two, but uh, they had bad quarterback play last year. And Stoops is a defensive dude. I, and I, I like I yeah. Y'all hang in there. Okay, I I like Stoops, and I even you know when Florida has pulled off all these ridiculous wins over them, there was a, there's always a part of me that feels kind of bad for him. And then I always remember these are the same fans that love Kentucky basketball. So, you know, but I usually root for Kentucky to win games. Like if if Kentucky's playing Missouri, I'll root for Kentucky. I just like I like Mark Stoops. He's a pretty good dude. He seems aloof to me. A little bit, but you know he's okay. He gets mad real easy, and forgets to cover people. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I, and by the way, remember I was telling you about how I was thinking about rooting for Georgia over Clemson. Yeah, I, I've come, I've already come full circle on that. Good. I thought it was one of your more idiotic thoughts. Well, there was a reason for it, but I can't remember what it was. But here's, and I'm going to do. I think in a couple of weeks, I'm going to do for Gators Wire this idea that I have to do a, a, a list and it's going to be the 10 games that will decide the SEC and that is going to be one of them because if Clemson beats the crud out of Georgia all bets are off for them and there's no telling how they're going to deal with it and how and all of a sudden everybody's going to look at them differently and if JT Daniels doesn't play well everybody's going to go on, well that was too much hype on the other hand if Georgia wins that game now they roll. They're, they they're going to roll. I think that is a huge game in the SEC, even though it's not in the SEC. Yeah, but I would almost think differently because if they lose, then okay, well, and they have them. It's a mulligan. Yeah, you can win out. And still, we, you give the 
rah-rah speech and say, hey, that didn't mean anything. Let's go. And I, know, but I just know how the fan base is up there in terms of they're a little bit fed up with Kirby. You know, that that Al, uh, Georgia seems to kind of drop a little, a little – this little notches every year yeah. from well, being, I mean, from I being one get, play I away. I hope they get spanked. Like Clemson. Yeah, just I, It was Clemson fatigue was the reason I, I was having – Thoughts about rooting for Georgia, next and game. maybe by that that game we'll be able to say the Clemson's quarterback. Mm, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work right. on it all summer, and I'm going to have it right by then. All right, let's get a break. We'll come back get uh, some more phone calls coming in here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Tori Edwards. NFL action kicks off tonight with the annual NFL Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. The Pittsburgh Steelers will take on the Dallas Cowboys in what is the first NFL preseason game since 2019. You can catch live coverage of that matchup right here at 730. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey has agreed to a contract extension through 2026. Sankey is currently in his seventh season as commissioner. Florida Fall Football Camp officially begins tomorrow. Dan Mullen took the podium today for his introductory press conference for the upcoming season. The Gators are looking to improve upon their impressive 8-4 record from last season. A lot of eyes will be on quarterback Emery Jones. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Tori Edwards. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all. Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper here with the best news yet of 2021. The salad bar is back, baby. Woo! It's been gone for a year, but starting June 1st, the salad bar is back and better than ever. All right, it'll be exactly the same, but you know what I'm talking about. We're going to eat like it's 2019. Our staff is vaccinated, the dining room's at full capacity, and we're excited to get back to business. I know you love Leonardo, so please dine in, call for pickup, order online, or get delivery from 352delivery.com. And as always, don't forget the tailgate 10. There's lots of unknowns going on in the world right now, and while we all sit back and try to sort things out, Oaks Jewelry wants to let you know that if you need some help, they are there if needed. Now, we already know that if you need any fine jewelry or engagement rings, there's no other place to go. But they also offer layaway services and short-term loans, and they'll even buy that gold that's been just laying around the house for years. So why not get something for it? With tons of certified diamonds, gemstones, and designer items, Oaks Jewelry has a wide variety of whatever you might be looking for at a price range for every budget. Check out all their inventory online at oaksjewelry.com. Hey, this is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with Jeffrey Meldon. Hey, Jeffrey, I heard that you were the place to go to for Gator Athletic Ticket Contest Giveaways. That's right, Jeff. 
Melden Law is your hookup for Gator gymnastics, volleyball, softball, and baseball tickets. Go to MeldenLaw.com and enter for your chance to win. Melden Law, the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and South Florida. This is Florida Gator head coach Dan Mullen, and you're locked in to Gainesville's only home for the orange and blue. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, welcome back. Jeff and Pat here with you. You can call us up on the Titan MRI hotline, 392-8255. Josh will answer and then put you on hold, and then we'll take you off hold like we did to Tampa Mike. Mike, what's up? Welcome. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Hey, Pat, uh, reminiscing about the alley, Alligator Alley, I was at that game when Gene Shy tipped in uh, against Bama, yeah, Bama had a big guy, Leon Douglas. Leon Douglas. He blocked yeah. Al Bonner's shot. Al Bonner's yeah. going for the win. He blocks it. Shy grabs it with one hand and just kind of tips it up and it goes in. Like with buzzer. a second or so left. It oh, was wow. the last play. Of the game. Yeah. It was a great and the play. Place yeah. was like 69-67 type game. Yeah, but Alabama great. back then was like one of the best teams. They were for Wim like Sanderson. About yeah. Five or ten years. Yeah, Wim Sanderson. They were always like in the top five. They had a tremendous team. Then all those great Tennessee teams that used to come through with uh, Ray Mears, and uh, they had the Ernie and Bernie Grunfeld. And yeah, Bernard remember when King. when Bernie would shoot free throws because he had been arrested for pot, so they yeah. would they would chant <laughs> they the would Gator fans it. would chant "Smoke a joint, Bernie, <laughs> smoke a joint." <laughs> the Alligator Alley was good for one or two upset, huge upsets oh, yeah. every year. No one wanted to come there. Kentucky they, would hate to come there late yeah. in the year. They, they would be like top ranked, and they have to go. To Alligator Alley, and no one. Adolph Rupp to play hated there. that place. It was it was yeah. a. But the thing I is, was at the game when Maravich set the the gym. Uh, he, yeah. I thought he had like sixty one or something. But you know who held the record when it finally closed down? Uh, Tony, Tony Miller. Miller. Tony Miller yep. against Chicago State. I was he at it, that game. They kept feeding him layups. They were just feeding him constantly. Gary and Keller once sport. told me a story about about. Um, I think it was Gary Keller told me a story about Maravich that. Maravich is guarding him, and he says, "Just do a head fake. Go by me and get your basket. I just want the ball." And and I always kind of lost a little respect for Maravich, as yeah. good as he was. He, he was incredible. I he, mean, it was never really about there. winning with him. It was about no, doing all these. But they things. were good. I mean, press Maravich. I mean, they they, they, they were always. They went like, to one uh, NIT in the conference. Yeah, yeah. They were like always on the outside of the top two. It was Tennessee, Kentucky every year. Kentucky and then Tennessee, I should say. Then it was like uh, maybe LSU was on the fringe. Florida was up there for a while, that couple of years with uh, Andy Owens and uh, Neil Walk. Andy Owens was Andy great. Owens I think they went twenty-one and four one year. They went and twenty-one and four, and they didn't didn't go it, to anything because you could you only only the winner of the conference went. Jeez, and couldn't even get to the NIT back then, huh? They went but, one year with Walk. I think they went eighteen and nine, and went and they lost to Temple in the first round. That's well, let me my, ask you: Were you at the game? Well, the thing about Kentucky would come in every year, and back then it was JV basketball when when the first part of the alley, maybe the end of the alley, 
and I would get there early, and Kentucky would come in with this, like, 100 people, like alumni or something that would travel, and they were in, like, blue blazers. Oh, yeah. it, it looked like 100 people. It might have been, like, 50. But they were all tr- dressed to the hilt, and they would all come in with their box of Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. They would all they'd get there early, they'd tail in the JV game, and they'd, they'd be there. Every time Kentucky would come, it was the funniest thing. Well, but, now uh, they still come, but they they go somewhere else. Yeah, but were you at the game the year Kentucky was there, was playing, and it was halftime. I think it was like the year Kevin Grevy played for Kentucky. They were, they were pretty always pretty good. And they were putting on like a, gym, a gymnastics halftime show, and it was real quiet. I think a girl was up on the balance beam, and everybody was like paying close attention, being quiet. And all of a sudden, there's a loud yell, and the, the visiting bench was on the northwest side of the gym. The Gators were always on the southwest end. And someone was over-sitting on the northwest side of the, of, the, of, of the visiting bench, ripped off his coat, and this was back when streaking was popular. Oh, yeah. And he was butting. <laughs> he made a beeline across the end of the gym and went out that north end zone <laughs> where, where those doors were. He I did, remember there was the a... were standing there. There was a couple yeah. of cops down there on the doors, and it caught him so much off guard. Yeah. They were just, like, looking at each other, and they said he was greased like a monkey and had, like, a... He had like the smock. He had the little scarf around his neck, and he was. You know what? Everybody could hear all the gasp in the stands. Everybody was like, "Wow!" The the funny story about that is the Orlando Sentinel ran a picture of the guy, and they they drew in a uh, fig leaf over (laughs) his area, and unfortunately for him. They could identify him. Somebody saw it and said, hey, that's Joe or whatever. Yeah, so, they so they ended up arresting him. Jeez. Well, that was back when streaking. It was popping up everywhere around campus. That's well, they called him the streak. Look at it. Look at it. It was some girls who'd ride down the, on, on University Avenue, and all of a sudden they just take – I mean, it was crazy. I have no problem with that, by the way. Yeah, it was, it was bizarre. <laughs> but I remember when Eddie Johnson came through with Auburn, you know, everybody ragged him being a Florida guy. Uh, he was Dan so Big, good. Big Cabbage yeah. from Winter Park played at yep. Auburn. Was, well, the trouble is, Florida, most of their teams weren't very good. No, they weren't that good, but they were always – that alley would inspire them to where they would play over their head for one or two games every year, and they'd give a great team fits and many times upset a team. It, it, it was incredible how the – and that, that they could pack in about 6,500, 7,000. It was a little bit more than you thought. It was – if you look up the attendance, they'd get up in the, in the high sixes. They'd, everybody'd be wedged in there. And they had those stands on the end, so it was it was it, they were right on top of the court, so it was definitely a, a home court advantage. But sounds like it. Anyway, just wanted to share it with you. I brought back some good memories. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. take care. Appreciate it. you too. This was I was trying to find LSU's record while Maravich was there, and don't forget they were terrible. They were three and twenty before he got there. Um, struggling to find it out, but anyway, Dale Brown once decided he was going to take the summer project and he was going to watch every game Maravich played during his three years because freshmen couldn't play when he was there. And he charted how many of his shots would have been threes because he didn't Don't know three-point lines, yeah. And he would have averaged 57 a game. Wow. <laughs> Think about that. I mean, he was an unbelievable offensive player. Unbelievable. But – um I mean, they didn't. They didn't build much around. But they him. were so bad. Why did he go to LSU? His dad coach was the coach. Oh, press, okay. press Maravich. Then there it is. And so he went there, and then uh, they did get to the NIT his last year, and they finished fourth. But they were they were never very good. Like, and that's the thing. They would end up 
You would go there to see Pete. You didn't go there to see a great game. Sure. You just wanted to watch him. In fact, in the game where Florida beat them, was my recollection is Neil Walk had like 38 and, and 25 and Florida beat him like handily, my recollection is. But, you know, my memories aren't that good anymore, as you know. I do know. All right, let's get another break. We'll come back well, and – We'll come back and we'll talk about whether you're going to watch football tonight. I'm curious. Okay. Let's do it. Next on the tailgate. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their Licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. Well, the springtime has certainly been a little different than what we are used to, but hopefully everybody out there has stayed safe and done their best to make sure we get back to normalcy pretty soon. We do still have the opportunity, though, to get out and enjoy that great Florida sunshine and play again sports is there for all your outdoor needs. That means baseball, softball, golf, water sports, and more. And it's probably a great time to go through the garage, realize your old equipment just won't cut it anymore, and do a little upgrading. And your one-stop shop is a name we all know and love, Play It Again Sports. They've got weights that are great to help us stay in shape while spending so much time at home. And when we're ready to get back baseball and team sports again, well, they've got the latest and greatest baseball and softball bats with the best pop on the planet. And if it's a golf swing that needs work, well, they'll help you with that too. The best brands of clubs in the business. Located on University and 34th Street, it's easy to find. And I'm there quite a bit, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. The flood watch continues through midnight, roughly from Cedar Key to Gainesville to Stark and points north toward the I-10 corridor. Several more rounds of rain are possible through the evening hours, some of it heavy. There will be a gradual decrease in the activity overnight, but it ramps up quickly again Friday morning with numerous showers and thunderstorms expected again through the midday and early afternoon hours. Some drying expected, though, by Friday night. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Jeff Hoffman. 
This, keep it on the download here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Fans got a chance to come out, and they got a chance to yell at the Astros. That would be Cheater. Oh, Altuve, the poster child. Go ahead. Get it out of your system. You've been waiting for it. You had to wait even longer because of the pandemic. Like, at what point do you just say, we move on? Can you move on? Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From the weight room to the war room, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Florida Gators head coach Dan Mullen, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. Let me ask you this question. By the way, I finally found this. Uh, when Maravich was at LSU, they went 49-35. and 35. Well, they did win 20 his last year thanks to a trip to the NIT. And and they were it was a terrible program. I mean, he did build it up, and people went to games and everything. I'm not trying to diminish him on what he did at all. Uh, but what I will tell you who mine is, it's not Pete Maravich. The best player you ever saw play against Florida in basketball. All the years that you've been to Florida basketball games. Who was the best you ever saw? Anthony Davis? He was good. He was real good. Remember when Nerlens Noel got hurt got that hurt. game? Yeah. I was down on the floor in that corner, like right by Duke oh, on the bench. And I, it was right there in front of me. I didn't know if he'd ever played basketball again. I know. Uh, the best I ever saw was Shaq. Yeah. When he was a young Shaq. I loved thin. Oh, my God. I had I used to have his picture up on my on my wall in my office at the Gainesville Sun. And people would come by and go, what the hell? Why you got a picture of an LSU player? I've been? It's my favorite player. I love this guy. Yeah. Him and Charles Barkley was unbelievable. I'm sure he was. I remember being in that end zone one time, and he came down and he dunked it. He dunked it so hard on Dwayne Shinsis. It was sad. Jeez. I, he was unbelievable. But again, if, he was thin. Man. If you ask me that question for football, I'll, I'll never forget it. And, and it even then triggered into like my fantasy football world. When Sean Alexander came in, I was in just going to say Sean Alexander, and I, I like I had to draft him every year in fantasy because yeah. I was like, this guy is the greatest player I've ever seen in my life. He was the greatest player in that one game. Yeah, there's he no was doubt about really, it. Really, really good. I mean, there's some other. Obviously, there's been some great players. Fork um, Dunn would be up there. Yeah, as well. Um, but you know, I can even go back to the olden days before you were born, before your parents even met, and talk about great players. Bert Jones was great. Chuck Foreman. Chuck Foreman once told me to bleep his bleep. Really? Yeah. They probably met in the early 70s, late 60s. Would that have been before that? This would have been early 70s, yeah. So right when they were meeting. Okay. Well, they probably weren't ready to, you know, settle down and have a family. Put Espe- Jeff into the world? Especially if they knew what was going to turn out. Turn out. I was like, geez, <laughs> can we go back? So your dad and mom, neither one of them are tall, right? Yeah, my dad's tall. He's not that tall, is he? Yeah, 6'3". 
Yeah, I don't remember him being that tall. Maybe he's hunched over. He's now. like me now. He's shrinking old age. I'm convinced Robbie's shrinking. I saw the, I've seen pictures of him lately. There were it's almost like the Back to the Future where he's fading away. <laughs> your um, your boy uh, Dennis Dodd wrote a story. He writes one every week, and he says his Heisman watch finalist Spencer Rattler, yeah, the Clemson quarterback. Name him, DJ Owagaluli. Let's maybe. do it right now. Let's Owagalele. get it right. What? Spell it out for me. Spell it. It's right there. It's U-I-A-G-A-L-E-L-E-I. Uagagli. It's No, it's Uagagli. I think it's Uagalele. Uagalele. I think that's how you say it. I saw Josh, you know any idea? I think it's Uagalele. Uagalele. DJ Uagalele. had. I heard a guy today. Oh, the guy I was talking to about the pro football focus, and I think it was Brock Hewer was like, you know, here's your list, and he goes, uh, Spencer Rattler's one, and um, I can't remember it's two, and he goes, DJ's at three. <laughs> he didn't bother. <laughs> and he's a professional announcer. Yeah, but once you say it and you know it, then well, it's, it's like easy. Tunga Viola. You yeah. eventually got sure, where you, you knew it. Yeah. But you still call him Tua. I call him Tunga Viola. I but like I, to prove that I know his I name. don't think Auburn broadcasters. You Wagalele. Uh, you will go on. Uyagalele. You will. Anyway, so he's the second. DJ. <laughs> Brees Hall, running back from Iowa State. He could. He could be. Is on there. He led the nation in rushing last year. And then the last two, Kayvon Thibodeau, who, really good who the player, Gators really wanted. He won't win the Heisman. Yeah. He ended up going to Oregon. Remember, for, for all you he's a great recruitniks, Gators wanted him really bad. He's why I have Oregon in my top ten. That one guy alone by himself. And then the last guy he's got. No, don't say it. Don't say it. JT Daniels. Oh. Can you believe that? I mean, this is. I don't know. That, here's the thing. JT Daniels may be a great kid. Maybe a really nice guy. Yeah. He may be a really good quarterback. And he, there's nothing wrong with him as a human being. No. I don't know that I've ever rooted against a quarterback more than I'm going to root against him this year. Just because it's, it's pissing me off. Yeah, how many, how much love he's getting for four games? I, I don't know why Max and Johnson's not on there after sucking it up in his bowl game. It well, was terrible. Well, in the bowl that game. and but just like as a freshman, I know you get better. Yeah, but he but, wasn't good. But now he got you're beat out. But now you're pl- right, and now you're playing even harder competition than what he did out there, and he and he wasn't good against that competition. So I think that's that's really interesting. Yeah, but. For, it, uh, it really doesn't matter, as we sure. know. Sure. But for, for Gator fans, he does pick a Florida Notre Dame Peach Bowl. So that would be four consecutive years that the Gators would be in a New Year's Six Bowl. I think a lot of people would take that right now. I'd take that. Yeah. Go back to Atlanta, see Notre Dame. Well, to, to bank get Jim, Jim Kelly. To get into a New Year's Day Bowl or to a, a yeah, New Year's Six Bowl. I mean, nine is the that would be right on the over under. I think you. I think you have to get to ten. I do too. Yeah. So you, if you lost to Georgia and Alabama, and that was it. You you're, could, you're, you're easily in. in. Yeah. Yeah. Beat everybody else. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of Gator fans who would take that right now, I and mean, even though they uh, not not a lot, but some that would. It'd say, be tough to to lose to Georgia again. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Again, we don't know, and this is what. Some people say to me, they go, hey, what do you think's going to – I've had this 
question before. We, and this was back when Florida State was good. What do you think is going to happen with Florida and FSU this year in that game? I go, that's week 12. I don't even know who the quarterbacks are going to be by then. I don't know if somebody's going to be fired. I mean, I mean, you can't predict a game that far away. I'll predict the first week of games. Yeah. Just like the year that – remember when Alabama beat FSU? And FSU hung in there with them they in did. the – in the uh, in Atlanta, yep. and then late in the game, DeAndre Francois got hurt, mm-hmm. tore his knee up. They were done. The season went to, to pot. He was never the same player. You know, remember he came in against Florida a couple year a year later or two years later and was awful. So I mean, you, you just don't know what's no, going to happen no from one game to the next. You never make predictions more than a a day or a week out. So I always did my picks on Thursday. But I, I, and I guess the interesting part is now that I think about this more when I actually see it in, in front of me, so if we're saying Florida can lose those two games and, and be in a New Year's Six Bowl, he's got Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama, Georgia, obvious, four. But, but let's think about that then. So if he's got Georgia in... That means they have, that, have to have beaten Clemson. And lost Alabama? And, no, they aren't getting in with two losses. But see, if that's what I mean. It. So, what if if they lose to Clemson and they lose the SEC championship game? I don't think they're in. They're not. In, they're not in the playoff. That, they would have one good win. Correct. And that would be Florida, and that would be it. Yeah. So there's no way in hell that they would no, be in. I don't so that means he's got them beating Clemson, and then Clemson never losing. And Clemson never lose again. Yeah, which I don't know because they don't have a Notre Dame game to at the end of the season. You know, in the playoffs that they had last year, right? Mm-hmm. Because Notre Dame was in the league. Uh, I don't know. You know, again, you you almost if you're a Clemson fan and you lose that Georgia game, you better be rooting for North Carolina to be good. Yeah. You know, and you better be hoping this, that somebody in the ACC surprises or Miami. I don't even know if they play Miami this year. I don't think they do. Or do uh, they? I can look it up. I, I, I they play. Well, that's, so if, if Clemson loses and that's the only legit game they play, but then they go on to win the ACC, ACC championship, they're still going to make it. Probably, yes. I mean, if you go undefeated way, and you're in the ACC and you win the conference, uh, you're still in. Uh, uh, no, not necessarily. Let's say somebody goes undefeated in the Pac-12. Somebody goes under – Oklahoma gets in. Alabama gets in. Ohio State gets in. Like, if you had four unbeatens, you w- probably wouldn't get in if you didn't have that – Quality win, yeah, but see that, and that's the interesting part. He doesn't have Ohio State getting in, so that would be that's the only real reason that that Georgia could get in is if they well beat it's, Clemson, it's all a crap went right undefeated, now, right? and then lost Alabama in the championship game. So here is Clemson's schedule, real quickly. Obviously, opening with Georgia, South Carolina State. I don't think that'll count as a quality win. No, do you? Georgia Tech, again, not a quality one. NC State, which is mediocre. Boston College, below mediocre. Syracuse, under mediocre. Pitt, which is always a big, gets blown up, and then they end up sucking. FSU, nothing. Louisville, nothing. UConn, nothing. Wake Forest, South Carolina. That's a terrible schedule. The reason to put them in is if they beat Georgia, it's over. They're They're, They're in. Yeah, they're going to win every game. They can't lose. Right. And they'd probably play Carolina. It's North Carolina's in the other division, so they would probably play them. And and that would they would really need North Carolina to be good. That like an eight and four North Carolina would not help them. So that is the only way I, you, I can see Clemson not getting in 
is if they lose that Georgia game and then they end, and nobody in the ACC does anything. They're going to need the rest of the ACC to lift its game up. I still think it's Clemson and you undefeated and win the league, you're in. A 12 and 1 Clemson would get in over a 13 and 0 USC? No, right? No, but that's not happening. Oh, I mean, but I'm just okay. saying. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It could happen. There is there is a way. Yeah. There's a, there's a way, but I mean, it it must be nice to have that schedule. Well, it's, and it's and that's Georgia's schedule. Pretty much. So it's those those two teams play each other. But at least like, they got to play Florida. Yeah, at least they play Florida. But that's it. And they're probably oh well, we got Georgia Tech rivalry game at the end, and we got to play Auburn, the oldest oldest series in the South. Auburn's gonna stink on ice this year. I picked them fifth in my my picks. I'm, and I might have them too high. <laughs> and I'm I'm more and more thinking UCF might be pretty decent this year. The only the old yeah, the only thing about Malzahn is everybody's figured his offense out now. It's not like you know you you've got to be have superior talent now in that conference. They may have superior talent, but you can't just you can't just outwit people with that offense anymore. When he first started, everybody was freaking out. Everybody, you know, and of course you have Cam Newton. It didn't hurt because. He was the offensive coordinator when when they won it. Yeah. Um, but I think after a while, people kind of figure that offense out. Um, so I, I'm, you know, UCF is going to be interesting. And of course, that first week of the season, that big Boise State game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but to have this Clemson schedule, that that would be that would be beautiful. I mean, can you imagine that? Playing those teams, yeah. I mean, with with that talent, just but I mean, it does seem like they always have one little. There's probably not one player on one of those teams that that, that Clemson, Clemson lost recruited. in recruiting. Yeah, we shall see. All right, let's get our final break. We'll come back and uh, wrap up our week here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM 8:50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Tori Edwards. The Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Dallas Cowboys tonight in what is the first NFL preseason game since 2019. The annual NFL Hall of Fame game kicks off tonight in Canton, Ohio. You can catch live coverage of that matchup right here at 7.30. In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays have the day off as they travel to Baltimore to face the Orioles tomorrow night. Ryan Yarbrough is set to start on the mound for the Rays in tomorrow night's matchup. Sticking to the diamond, the Miami Marlins were back in action today as they dominated the New York Mets 4-2. Pitcher Ross Detweiler went toe-to-toe with Juris Familia to win the game for the Marlins. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Tori Edwards. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. The best new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Shop the area's largest pre-owned selection with prices starting at just $99.95. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. Get a fully inspected, like new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street, online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. 
you know, that was a horrible thing. And, and now it's, it's, you go in and there are nice people there. They talk to you. They don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, and you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's okay. We're going in to see everybody's exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So it's not just coming to the dentist. It's we being... come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. It's happening now. International Diamond Center Spectacular Summer of Savings Event. Your best jewelry buying opportunity of 2021. Now, for a limited time, you get IDC's incredible value price, plus three years zero interest financing. And IDC will even cover your first two payments. And everything's included. Rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, colored gemstones, Swiss timepieces, even GIA and Forevermark diamonds. This is truly a spectacular opportunity from the area's premier jeweler. How about a $3,000 pair of diamonds? stud earrings or anniversary band with zero interest your payment just $84 a month and your first two payments are on us or if you prefer take an incredible 25% off any wedding band purchase our best wedding band offer ever international diamond center summer of savings event our best price guarantee 36 months zero interest financing and two payments on us now for a limited time only at international diamond center at celebration point on approved credit so how do you find an auto repair shop you can trust? Well, just ask a Gator, because Auto ER is now a proud partner of the Florida Gators. From simple maintenance to tires to collision repair, Auto ER is the hospital for your car. And like the Gators, they strive to be the best with a 36-month, 36,000-mile warranty on work, complete digital vehicle inspection reports, courtesy transportation, and so much more. Auto ER, caring for the Gator Nation one car at a time. Visit theautoer.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, so I got a text from Tony, our friend in Jacksonville, Orange Park, whatever you want to call it. Dang, he's got your number? You're big time. He thought, and, and I also got one from um, from Dave Salter, our good friend, and both of them brought up uh, Chris Jackson, who... Mahmoud Abdul-Raoud? Yes, but he was Chris Jackson when he was here. Yeah. That was an incredible... He broke the record. Yeah for an opponent against Florida. I think he had 53. And they had nobody that could cover him. And all he was just bombing threes the whole time. Nobody could get in his face. But uh, Tony also brought up a good one. And and, and that, uh, Tim Duncan. I'll never forget that game here. They kill Wake Forest kill Florida. And Tim Duncan was just having fun. Well, he was toying with him. Yeah. There was one of the first times I ever did the, the PA for a, a men's game. I don't remember the player, but it, it was Tennessee – and they beat Florida, and somebody went off, just made a whole bunch of threes, and 
was really good. I, I don't remember the name, so obviously I can't no, use that person. So uh, there's no there's Tony I'm, White maybe. There's been a bunch over the years. Yeah, God, I, I tell you what, the Florida Tennessee basketball rivalry was during that time during the 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 run mm-hmm. was as intense. Yeah, as it's crazy. I mean, those two teams hated each other, and uh, and it would have been that time because Humphrey was. I remember Humphrey like that before Humphrey. Like he, there's, there's like this white dude out on the floor well before the game. He's shooting threes and he's draining them left and right. And I'm like, who's this guy? And so it would have been during that time. I'm trying to think we'll who to, that could have been. We'll have to look it up. Um, so are you going to watch the uh, Cowboys tonight? I am going to watch a little bit of it. I mean, as we know, after the first quarter, nothing's going to matter anyway. But it's just uh, it's a football game, and it, and it's the first football game of the year, and I'm. Ex- I'm so excited about this football season. It's really kind of weird, and I, I, I don't know about you, Jeff, but, but but for me, and I think for you too, because of what you had to deal with last year, doing all the road games in here, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm mo- almost more excited about this year than I've been excited about a year in a long, long time. Even though I know we're not going to still be normal, we're going to be closer to normal. Closer to normal than we were last year. And I think because of last year and what we dealt with, I think I'm more excited. The other thing is I am quote-unquote retired. Mm-hmm. And on those Can sa- enjoy it more. Saturday nights, just sit back. Eh, let me get two TVs going. Let's steam up some chili. See what we can do with that. Bud Light Lime? Sure. Why not? And just enjoy football. Mo- probably more than I ever have in my life. I mean, when we retired, Robbie and I, December first was our last day. So we did have a and there were there were a couple other weekends where, remember when Florida had to miss two games because of COVID, where we didn't really have to work. But this is going to be different. It's going to be like every like I'll have mapped out what every game that I'm going to have on TV. I'll bring that into you sometime okay. next week. It would be an interesting look. I've already, I'm already thinking ahead. Week one, that I always, just, that I always just means you're a dork. I am a dork. Yes, I'm a football dork, though. You, you would be. You're on, a regular dork. Well, <laughs> and you would be like uh, in police academy when he's laying on the beach. Remember that? And they, they put in the sunscreen, dork, and then he, he tans and he's walking around. Hey, dork. I could, yeah. I am. I am a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a football. I'm a. I'm a idiot. A football idiot. Yeah. Hey, I think you are. Yeah. You. You care. I care about every game, which so is much, crazy. With to great me. passion. And I love. I, I. But I more than anything, I love to watch the game, and I love it when the consequences are are bigger. But even if they aren't, if Kentucky is playing. Missouri, as I mentioned that game earlier, that's a big game this year. I think it's the second week of the season. It's huge for both those teams in terms of where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be all over that game. I'll be into that game, just watching it. I just like to watch. Well, I like to watch too. <laughs> you usually have to pay extra for yeah, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just I, I guess if it doesn't, you need you need to be passionate about the game. Like you'll watch a national championship game. Yeah, but but like like obviously I'm a baseball fan, but I'm so not going to watch the Padres play the. Mariners. No, like I couldn't watch Milwaukee play Pittsburgh tonight. 
No, I can't watch the Braves. So, so like I, uh, it's you, just there's so many other, and maybe that's what why well, the attendance have, is down and things. I have are an down empty or, nest. You have three kids running around. Yeah, so that's that's probably part of it. Yeah, and um, but you know, I just I've I've always been that way. I think a little bit of it too is that Robbie and I were football deprived most of our lives, even though we were at all these games. You know, we only missed one. And before COVID, Robbie and I each missed one game from 94 on, Florida game. But because we were at these games, and a lot of time we were traveling, and yeah, we a lot of times couldn't see other games. We couldn't see all these other games. And, and like, it, it used to, we would say, you know, I, I even said this once. I said, man, if Florida got put on probation for an entire year and couldn't play football, how great would that be for me yeah. just to watch football? But then if the Gators weren't involved, it wouldn't be great. So it probably wouldn't be as good. But, um, just to be able to sit back and the you know, obviously we'll have twelve Gator games to watch. I don't know that I'll be at any of them. I may be at one or two. You never know. I went you to will. media. I went to media day today, which you will shows what a dork I am there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I did make money for doing it. That's fine. That's good. But, but no, it, it'll it'll be fun to to be able to see some real football tonight. I'll definitely. Yeah, I'll tune in. I'll, I'll tune it in. I mean, I'm Olympic out now. I mean, I watched Holloway last night. It was so disappointing. I felt terrible for him. Dude, more that, than anything. and that Jamaican dude came out of nowhere. Like it's like he shot out of a can. Yeah, yeah. it's like he had the little nitro button from Fast yeah. and the Furious. Yeah, or the Michael Vick game where you press and you can run real fast. Yeah, it was um, pretty insane. But I didn't. I never even saw whether Holloway's time was a bad time for just him. over thirteen. But I mean, he set the world record at like twelve point eight, and this was he was like thirteen. He didn't have his best day. Thirteen ten. But he had a good day. He got a so silver. So three medal. tenths of a second behind, and that cost you a gold medal. I and when he when he when he started out and he's going out, I'm like, oh man, he looks so good. This yeah. is gonna be great. And then all of a sudden, where'd that guy come from? I know. That's not fair. No. But yeah, so I, I'm sure but, he's but really it, disappointed. It, it, yeah, but see that word though. Like I'm watching the crawl this morning, and watching Sports Center. It says Holloway a disappointing silver medal. Yeah, like that's it's still a, you're you're I the mean, second fastest dude in the world yeah. in that race, and it's disappointing. Well, and that's what that one gymnast, I think it was, a, or no, it was a swimmer, was complaining about. Is everybody acts like if you finish second or third, you're you you failed. No, yeah. you fail if you finish fourth. Right. You yeah. you come home with nothing. But I, there was a really good piece in Sports Illustrated. Uh, Pat Forty's daughter won. I think she won a silver and a, in a bronze relay. in a relay. Yeah. And but not only that, but she was hanging out with Caleb Dressel, playing poker with him. She was getting pictures taken with Kevin Durant. I mean, that Olympic experience, and he wrote about it just as a proud dad. And and you know, I mean. We we have to celebrate this. I mean, I know the ratings are ridiculously bad. I think it. I know that some people are saying it's because it hadn't been patriotic enough. I don't buy that. I think it's because the time zone difference now is a huge issue in America it's, because it's thirteen hours. Because we now have access to you everything. Get the results. I mean, you. It's it's almost impossible. I mean, I remember when. We won the gold medal in the in the in the uh, Olympics, and the the uh, but the when we beat the Soviets was actually a day game, and I found out about it and I blew it for somebody because I told them and that was in the in Lake Placid. Yeah. But 
shoot, nobody would have watched that game in this day and age because you'd already known yeah. who won. You'd all be, I'll be That's out celebrating, a, going USA up deal. and down the street. All right, again, we celebrate Josh for producing today. Congrats on graduating. Get out into the real world and... Don't jinx it. Yeah. For Pat Dooley, I'm Jeff. Cheers. See you. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is SportsCenter. I'm Doug Brown. After 17 seasons, Lionel Messi will leave Barcelona. His old contract ran out on June 30th, and the club says it can't afford to re-sign him because of La Liga economic and structural issues. Both sides had agreed on a new deal. The NFL preseason kicks off tonight with the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, the Steelers and the Cowboys. No Dak Prescott for Dallas. ESPN's Adam Schefter. They're giving him the time off that he needs right now to rest that shoulder, knowing that it's a long season, knowing that he's going to be making a lot of throws in practice. They don't want to push it. There's no reason to push it. Adam Schefter on Get Up. Forbes magazine reports even with the pandemic, the average value of the 32 NFL teams went up 14% to almost $3.5 billion. For the 15th year in a row, the Cowboys are atop the list with a value of $6.5 billion. Knicks forward Julius Randle will get a four-year contract extension worth $117 million. His deal runs till 2026. It's Bart Scott and Friday on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. As former first-round QB struggled in training camp, we'll tell you whose struggle is real and whose struggle is not. Friday morning on ESPN Radio. Janae and Golick Jr. As we're heading in, NFL training camps are going on right now. NFL teams and cookies. Which matches up best with which? Ginger snaps, gingerbread cookies, it's all the same. It's Chicago's <laughs> number one quarterback, Andy Dalton. Who, by the way, <laughs> Andy Dalton is looking like a snack in camp right now with the ginger beard. Go off, Kane. I don't even know how to respond to all of that, but I love it. Finishing this thing off, if it is going to be National Chocolate you Chip You are wilding. Listen, he looks great with that beard. I won't deny him that. He looks like a sexy pirate. Janae and Golan Jr. Ooh. You guys feel that? It's game day. Oh, game day. Turn me up. Golick Jr. Seriously, banning it. Banning it. Chenangle Jr. here on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Mike Golick Jr., Trevor Scales. Oh, man. Filling in for McKay today. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests are going to join us on the Goodyear Hotline here. Trying to get hyped for game day here. And Cliff, our producer, is trying to scare people in their car yes. on the ride home here. Yes. God forbid people have a fear of loud noises while they're driving around. They swerve off the road. Now you're liable, Cliff. Steelers, it's Cowboys, it's America's team. Let's go. I'm so hyped, man. Football is back. You're trying to like, pivot. I can't, I'm, how? You pivoted just, from the guilt. That's what all guilt? you do. That is, it should be some guilt no, right whoa, whoa. there. There's, there's no shame. I can play this 10 more times. Play, I, I, I'm going to ask you to not. Maybe stick with the air raid <laughs> sirens. Something a little more tame relative to that one. Other than legitimate bomb sounds. 
All right, there we go. All right, snaps, snaps are perfect. Subtle. Snaps are perfect. We like snaps around Subtle. here yeah. as we get ready for the Hall of Fame game in the NFL tonight. Very excited for that one here. There's a lot we can learn there. There's a lot we can learn also mining Instagram today because we might have to talk about Tom oh, Brady out here. baby. I just heard Doug Brown in the Sports Center update talking about the NFL average value of the franchise is up 14%. The, 14%. the Dallas Cowboys tops on Forbes list yet again in all of this. Thomas Patrick Brady went to Instagram stories to say the salary cap dropped by 20% and the new media deals were announced the day after the 2021 salary cap was set. NFL players better wake up, added the NFLPA, and then finished it with NFL players are ignorant. This man is going power to the people. Tom Brady? Like... Wow. Known labor force advocate Known proponent of the people, Tom Brady here. I am. I don't know what bizarre world we're living in. It, you um, know what? Again, Tom Brady weird. says he has found his voice down in Tampa. Yeah. He's a little bit liberated from what's gone on recently with the New England Patriots here. This is always interesting to me, especially for a player in Tom Brady that I don't remember hearing a lot of public history of his direct involvement with what goes on in the Players Association. Like, that's always the difficult part of all of this is there are a lot of people who have opinions, but very few that seem to want to directly try and help the situation. So I know it's always the frustrating. Ryan Clark, Dominique Foxworth, both guys that work with us here at ESPN who are parts either Ryan Clark as the PA rep, Dominique Foxworth as the PA president at one point in time here. The difficulty of trying to get people to not only voice opinions, but to want to be involved in the process, especially the biggest and brightest players in the league is always a difficult thing. And it's all also, like finding the balance of wanting to welcome opinions, but also not showing that there's too much diversity of opinion, right? We saw that in the last labor negotiations yes. where it was a difference of, what was it like? A, a very small amount of players decided that ratification of the collective bargaining agreement. And so 